Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to hang out with us tonight. And thank you all for telling all your weird friends about us and spreading the love. Tonight, Kyle's got a dope-ass cryptid story he's going to dive into, which I'm stoked about. And it's just going to be fucking sick. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) Just make sick stuff. Oh, yeah. But before we get to that, we got to get through the business. So, first and foremost, we have some new patrons I'd like to shout out. So, I'm going to do that now. Uh, Thanks to Michael, Jennifer, uh, the Pleasing Terrors podcast. If you guys haven't checked that out, definitely hop over there. And if you like ghost stories and haunted houses and just all around creepy folklore, definitely check it out. (laughs) Good content. Um, Alexis, and a shout out to the Great Unsolved podcast. Um, if you're into some true crime content, hop on over there and listen to that. Uh, Kyle, thank you for your support. Caitlin and Alyssa as well. I can't stress enough how much your guys' support means to us. Like I stated before, it's all done in-house, so everything helps to put toward our hosting fees and upgrading better equipment and putting together merch for you guys and all of that good stuff. Absolutely. So... Check us out at all our social medias. I forgot where, what the fuck the business was. <laughs> Check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Search up Hollow Sky Podcast and we will be there. Come over and hang out with us. Share memes. Share your weird stories. Just keep helping this little corner we've got of the internet help it grow and become something completely awesome. Um, if you have a weird story you'd like to share with us, Kyle's going to tell you how to get it to us. You can use your recording device, any recording device for the most part. Most people will probably do it on their smartphones with their little uh, voice memo app. You can record a video or you can just write it out and shoot it over to the email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on our social medias and tell us that way if that's the way you prefer to do it. Hell yeah. It'll get to us one way or the other. Yeah, that's basically what I'm getting at. Shoot it to my pager. I don't have a page. Yeah, that'd be sweet. But if you listen to us on Apple or iTunes podcast or anywhere, honestly, any any pod chaser the podcatcher that you listen to, leave us a rating and review. And if we can find it, we will gladly shout you out. Mostly, we keep an eye on Apple and iTunes. So if you want to hop over there and give us a five star rating and review, it is greatly appreciated. That is the best way you can help support the podcast. Do it. Is just kind of keep us moving forward in the sea of podcasts. <clears throat> so today's five-star rating and review is brought to us by Darth Reven. I think he gave us a shout out before, but five stars is five stars, dog. That's dope. Uh, it says rad, rad show. Really good podcast. I have a couple experiences I'd like to share, but haven't got around to it yet from Illinois. Well, we love weird shit from Illinois. For because sure. Because we are a couple weird dudes from Illinois. Mostly just weird dudes. True, and also from Illinois. Yeah. So it really all works out. I also want to shout out the Jersey County Journal because we had our first interview and write up in the paper, which is kind of kind of a big deal. It was weird for me. Kind of. But Megan at the Journey County Jersey County Journal got caught up there. Uh was awesome. She was professional and accommodating, and the article she wrote was just super dope. Yeah. So by the time this gets out, that newspaper will be like three weeks old. But yeah, we couldn't couldn't be more thankful 
of the way she portrayed us and everything. It was just a really good article. Yeah, it was a good experience for our first interview, too. So yeah, for sure. Hopefully, if we do any more, they all go as smooth as that one. So if you guys are in Jerseyville, check out that paper, which will probably not be around by the time this episode gets out. Um, Where are we at now? Right here. Yeah, Monster buddy. time. Which I need because it's late and we are <laughs> irresponsible and have bad as time usual. management. As usual. Our listener encounter of the day is where we're at. If you have one, go. get them to us and we will read them off because that's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> <clears throat> Today, I'm, I think, is a local one from right here around Jersey County, I'm assuming. It's from our friend William. And he states, hey, guys, this is something that happened in the early 90s. I don't remember the exact date. I was probably around 10 or 11 when this happened. My mom came home one night coming from town, and she rushed into the house all freaked out, telling us a UFO had followed her. She said the radio on her car went static and the display went crazy, causing the clock to lose time. What I mean is that it was needing the time set. She didn't mention anything about time actually missing. Of course, being a kid... I believed her instantly, but the neighbor guy next door was over, and he didn't. That was until she told him to look and pointed out the window. We all ended up going outside and staring at the UFO just hovering above the local fire department building. It was a round disc shape that had red and white lights. Eventually, the neighbor ran to his house and got his kids, and we all stood out on our porch watching this. Unfortunately, as a kid, I lost interest and never saw it actually leave. I do remember them talking about how it shot straight up into the sky. Thanks again, and keep up the good work. <clears throat> Nope. <laughs> Kyle's not about Fuck the UFO that. life. No, if that thing was following me, I'd be scared. Yeah, it's so... And it's straight up out of the X-Files. I mean, every it's the telltale signs are there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like with the radio freaking out yeah. and the, the car screwing up, it's, it's just oh, yeah, exactly it's... what a UFO is said to do. Right, exactly. It's so... And they all just sat around and watched it. Yeah, but I mean... Which, I mean, I don't blame him. I probably would have wanted to watch it, too, but then there'd been that little voice in the back of my head going, hey, don't be dumb. It's almost like, I don't know, I've only really... I've only really seen one, probably one crazy-ass thing in the sky that I couldn't unexplain. And even to this day, Sarah will not actually admit to it. Really? Yeah, we were... Sitting out in the graveyard, not not that weird because it's my front yard, and like it really is part of it. It is weird, and it also is my front yard. But anyway, <clears throat> part of it is like not used at the time, so we would just kind of lay out there and stargaze and watch shooting stars and shit. And this like perfectly triangular shape moved across the sky, just super silent, and it. I just remember it blocking out the stars behind it. Like I knew there was something between me and the stars that was blocking out my field of view. And I mean, I don't think there's any missing time. I didn't hear anything, but it was just that weird. But what I'm getting at is when you see something like that, it's hard for you to actually like look away. Yeah. Take your attention off of it because a, you don't know what the fuck it is. And B, I am not going to take my eyes off of it because I don't want to get abducted. Either way, you would have got abducted. I probably did. Probably did. I was going to say you got raped. Great. (laughs) That's great. Fantastic. But anyway, bringing it back around. Thanks, William, for taking the time to uh, write in. 
Uh, if you want to email us, uh, email us. We'll kind of keep it on the DL. I'm more curious as to what part of town this is. Like, I always like to try to link it into where Kyle has his experiences. Yeah. Because I feel like the more we can tack in that area, the more interesting the whole situation is because it seems like that specific area where he grew up over there is kind of a hotbed for weird shit. Yeah, we're just basically going to find the Jerseyville Triangle. Yeah. Is what's going to end up happening. The Jersey County Triangle. Yeah, it's, it's what's going to happen. So there is that. And then it'll be famous, and everybody will talk about it and try to come investigate it. Yeah. But we'll already be here. That's right. We'll so, say get out of our town. Hell yeah. Thanks, William, for your story that you have submitted. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, definitely dope. I love hearing local shit. Yeah. The more the more that people can put their stuff out, the better. Let us be that platform. For show. So... Kyle's going to jump in here and just let her rip with a cryptid Let's go. Case. I'm yeah, I haven't, I haven't done a cryptid in a while, and no. it's, it's a pretty cool one. It's one I've started to look into <clears throat> on a different, different stage, but I took this case in particular, and it will take us to Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Hell yeah, up north. And this little town, and at least around our area, is set up like a lot of the small towns from our area, and if... If you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You drive into a small little quiet town and it's literally like the main part of town is built on a town square. It's got the courthouse up there, the whole nine. nine. So it reminds me a lot of like Carrollton, which is just north of Jerseyville. And there's a plenty of other little towns that are just built just like this. But anyways, like I've said, I'm sure most of you know exactly what I'm talking about. But Wisconsin itself like many other states, is full of mystery. Bigfoot, water creatures, hairy wood elves, and many hauntings. <laughs> the brakes. <laughs> hairy wood elves? Apparently there's hairy wood elves up there. That's going to be, I'm definitely yeah, checking that out. for sure. <laughs> That's but dope. Not far from the town, there's a place called Bray Road. Or a road, it's called Bray Road. Before the highways got built around this particular road, it was a very unused section of road. You know, it's basically the only people that would come down this road were the people who had houses back there. So it almost was like it was their own, like there was part of their driveways. As far as it looks, it looks like a simple backcountry road in a rural community. But apparently the road was built on top of what was possibly an old Indian trail. So now in my opinion, you're going to have Indian belief and lore play into what happens in this area. People in the area started reporting seeing a large animal in the area. They said it was around seven feet tall and had the head of a German shepherd. Other people would go on to describe it as a werewolf. Fucking werewolves. So much so that a former county animal control officer in Walworth County had to, or he had a file folder labeled as werewolf because he was getting so many accounts in <laughs> that he actually made it its own special folder. What? Yeah. Oh, God damn, I love it. And it, uh, like I was saying, it was literally a folder full of werewolf sightings off of Bray Road. A freelance reporter looking into this, her name was Linda Kelp, she went on to find some of the people in the folder and interviewed them. 
And the general descriptions were that it had red eyes, head of a wolf or German shepherd, stood on its hind legs, but was also able to go down onto all fours, seven to eight feet tall, humanoid hands with claws, it had fangs and pointy ears. In Linda's finding, she stated that when she was able to interview these people, in close time to the actual sighting, she could still see the fear in people's eyes. She could hear the fear in their voices. Some of them even broke down and began to cry, sweat profusely, and just have that general panic about them. Oh, yeah. So that's... she had, you know, we've talked about it before, said the same thing. These people were definitely seeing something. Yeah, that was her general consensus. That's a legit fear. That's yeah. That's like uh, body's response to terror, especially exactly. after after it's happened, just recollecting it brought back this fear. Yeah, exactly. And, and I can't I can't even imagine seeing something Fuck like a no. fucking werewolf. No, it's it would be fucking crazy. <clears throat> is I wonder if Bray Road is like still a is it still a commissioned road? Can you yeah. still go or yeah. you need to go up there and just Yeah, drive for sure can. Around? And it seems like Things in that area still happen because I have accounts that we'll talk about later that happened in 2017. Oh, dude, we just, so it's not that we you need know. To go, we need to quit our jobs and just go on a paranormal tour and Let's explore go. all this crazy but shit. But apparently, that some of these, uh, which I will go ahead and and come to light with, is, well, some of these creatures even trickle down into northern Illinois. Sick. <laughs> some of the sightings, anyways. Great. Um, but if you've ever looked into dogmen, which I am going to go ahead and assume that this is probably what this creature is. That's what I was going to ask if yeah. there was a correlation between a dogman. Yeah, and I mean, there's beast. Everything that they've been taken off, it fits dogmen to a key. But if you look into dogmen lore, you'll find theories that dogmen are protectors, or at least seem to be around ancient places. The first account in the area was in 1936 in Jefferson County, which is Caddy Corner to Walworth County. And it took it took place at a, I think it was a Catholic, kind of like a Catholic hospital. And it was a hospital that took care of special needs people. But there was a man there. He was the night watchman. And he would make his rounds at night. Now keep in mind that there were sections of this property that had ancient burial mounds on them. Well, on his patrol one night, he notices some something large standing on top of one of these mounds. He said that it was very large, or as he, he got closer and he began to examine it a little bit better, he noticed that it looked like a very large canine creature and that this creature was digging into the mound like a maniac. Like it was just going crazy, trying to get whatever was in there. It wanted to get there. Now, once he got close enough, the creature spotted him and it ended up taking off. Well, the very next night, the man goes back, starts making his rounds again, comes back to the same mound, 
And as luck would have it, the creature is actually there again. But this time, the creature did not run. And this is pretty fucking creepy if you ask me. The creature stood up and, according to this man, made noises that almost sounded like a type of old language. Oh. And he, and he, he states that the, it actually talked and what it said was Gadara. Now, Gadara in the New Testament is a place where there was a man full of demons. Some theorize that it was Legion. And this is the exact place where Jesus cast these demons out. So now people correlate dogmen or that the creature itself is more of a satanic evil creature, maybe even possibly a demon. And it kind of gets weirder with this route because, and it it may not be that it's actually demonic in nature or not, but it actually gets weirder because in the forest of Walworth County, they found mutilated animals. (laughs) In one area, there were dozens of bodies found. Many of the bodies had removal of organs, and some would come to kind of conclude that it had been part of a ritual to conjure a demon. Oddly enough, adding to this mystery, the police bulldozed the area before anyone could get in there and do a really thorough investigation. Okay, I'm going to interject here. No, go for it. So, do they think that the dog man or the Beast of Bray Road is the one mutilating these animals? Or do they think there is like a rogue cult sect mutilating mutilating these animals to possibly bring forth the Beast of Bray Road? Now, in this particular instance, they think that the the cult went on to do this. They don't think the animal itself so did. So they do think that it was a, like a cult kind of yeah. deal. But... Also, there have been recounts that the beast itself will do this to the animals, remove the organs and stuff like that. So I wonder how close there's in, that. How close in resemblance it is to like the cattle mutilation and livestock mutilation of. I think it's pretty fucking close alien. because there is a link between that and this. Oh, that's There's an weird. account later on that I'll go on to share where the the guy actually gets pictures of UFOs in the sky. During a dogman encounter? Or kind of. It's un what? it's unclear. You'll the story's fucking mind blowing. Demons It's weird. And see this just But what's it what else does it sound like? Uh, I mean to me. And the information that I have here, which I haven't talked about all of it yet, but it comes very close to the circumstances around Bigfoot. Dude, this you is see just, objects in the sky. Yeah. All that type of shit. It just further backs my theory that all of these are just interdimensional beings that are constantly just crossing the veils here into our world, and we're just trying to make... 
sense out of yep. it. Like it, it couldn't. It might not be a dog man looking thing at all. It could be some kind of abominational horror that we can't even fathom. Right. But our brain puts it together like, oh, let's make it look like a monster. And what's a famous ass monster? A werewolf. Yep. You know exactly. And werewolves. <laughs> The story of the werewolf has gone throughout time. I mean, it's not just here. You have the the Middle Ages. You have uh, Egyptian, you know, Anubis and all them. I mean, yeah. th- this basically dogmen. It's basically a werewolf. It's, you know, it's got the head of a jackal or whatever. And and on that note, when I was I was doing some uh, research into AI, like I was gonna, I'm kind of putting together an episode on artificial intelligence and stuff, and I came up upon the. Uh, uncanny valley theory mm-hmm. and it's not even a theory it's it's basically that humans have an ingrained fear of things that are human like oh, i'm sure like if they get too human like as far as like an ai robot if it gets too human it becomes uncomfortable to us like have you yeah. ever seen seen those ai robots talking yeah. about it but what makes me wonder is when our DNA was changing and forming and it became ingrained hundreds of thousands of years ago, what kind of shit was out there that looked like humans that had us so terrified as humans that we knew to stay the fuck away from them? Right. No, absolutely. I totally agree. And I could understand it. Probably fucking werewolves. Probably. (laughs) Probably. And I'm done. (laughs) But back to the occult section here. Um, there was a, wo- a woman who called the local police department and was claiming that out near her property or on her property in the middle of the night, there were people going out there and having occult gatherings. And there was even rumors that it, it included people of the sheriff's department, teachers, Congress, or not Congress people, but like, uh, people of stature in the town. That's crazy because I didn't even know that there was a cult motive behind that before I said it. Oh, dude, it. check it out. I mean, when you were talking about demons and shit, and then you said they kept finding the animals mutilated, I'm like, is he? Is it going like animal mutilation? Like the the beast did it, or is it animal mutilation? Because there's all the weird religious tie-ins and shit. Like, well, I mean, and there was a guy there who talked. To I don't know if it was an FBI guy, I forget who it was, or it was a different police branch. But they had been looking into Wisconsin as a whole for satanic uh, activity, I guess. And apparently, Walworth County was in the top three counties for satanic activity in Wisconsin. Six, six, six. So that kind of adds to it a little bit as well. That is so weird. And yeah. the fact that. They bulldoze the goddamn area. Right. Like, that's a red flag. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, then as you were hitting on a second ago about the interdimensional stuff, there are Native Americans who believe that this particular creature can cross in and out of dimensions just like Bigfoot does. Dude, I'm 100% in that camp. Yeah. I I think everything that we cannot explain is probably... It's not coming from goddamn outer space. No, it's probably and, and, sitting right next to me right now, but my brain's just blocking it out. Yeah. So if you're here, feel free to take over the mic. And a lot of information that I just went over, I got from a documentary called The Bray Road Beast by Small Town Monsters. Pretty, It was a really good a documentary. If you have the time, check it out. 
they put out a, they put out quite a few good scripted esque yeah. uh, documentaries. Definitely yeah, check them. There's also a section later on, and I I will name the website when I get there because I wrote it down. But I I'm gonna read it verbatim because the story is from a Native American from the Mohawk tribe, and it is fucking insane. <laughs> I can't fucking. It that. is insane. Which as Anyone who has listened to us for a while, I hold, I've, I've said it once, said it a million times, I hold Native American lore above a lot of things for some reason. It just resonates with me, and I don't, I don't know. Like, I just find truth in their beliefs. You know, even like Steve said, you know, maybe it's not exactly what they're describing, but they've seen something to have that story. It's not just... You know, they're just blowing smoke up people's asses. I don't believe that. They have like a, I don't know how a better way to describe it, like an old world truth to them. Yeah, exactly. I mean? Like you can see, it's almost like you can just An see it in their eyes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there was, I found a shitload of accounts. So that's what I'm going to go over for the time being because there's a lot of them. And some of them are pretty bland, you know, what you would expect to, to hear. And then some of them just, they're just crazy. So I just can't believe the goddamn police department. Summoned a werewolf, right? Somebody did. I mean, it, and that for bullshit. me, that's not like I stumbled across another website, and I didn't cite, I didn't source them or anything because the guy kind of, he was very arrogant and <laughs> like, and that type of shit bugs me because, Dick. so he believe like he is all in the camp of, uh, Bigfoot dog man being able to come in and out of dimensions which I totally could understand and see, especially with one of these later accounts. But he was completely against, completely and utterly against it being demonic in nature, period, the end. He he literally was like, that is even foolish to, <clears throat> to consider. Like, he made it sound like, like, like the, the demon realm, anything religious that is not real at all, it's all completely 100% fiction, this is bullshit, but he'll go into how Dogman is is definitely an interdimensional being, and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, like the way I look at it is like, if you believe in one, you gotta at least entertain the thought of the other. Yeah. You can't just yeah. always dismiss it. Agreed. So you know, it was just I don't know, one of them things. But anyways, back to some of the accounts here. There was an account where a mother was driving down Bray Road with her child. And they seen a deer jet across the road. And not two steps behind that, there was a giant werewolf chasing it. And that was her description. She called it in. And I believe she called it into the um, probably the goddamn animal control the guy I was talking about. There was another account where there was a senior in high school and she was driving down Bray Road when she felt a little like thump like she she thought initially she had hit someone's dog so she got out to check to see if she possibly ran over somebody's dog <laughs> wrong fucking bitch. yeah then she noticed a large creature not far from her vehicle and it was looking at her she could clearly see that this thing was staring at her and whenever i guess the fight or flight kicked in she chose flight she takes off running and she said that I can remember hearing its feet smacking off the pavement as it was chasing me. Oh shit. 
Imagine hearing that, dude. You see this giant ass fucking werewolf thing, and then you just start hearing its feet smacking across the pavement. Oh, I wonder if it had tip taps like when your dog runs across. Like... I guarantee it did. So she ended up making it back to her car, and she, as, I guess as soon as she started pulling away, the creature lunged, and it, it actually hit her car, and... She said it clawed down her car, and what? as luck, I mean, believe it or not, that Linda Kelp, who did some of the freelance stuff earlier that I was talking about, she was actually able to see this this girl's car, and she could. She said, "I saw it. It looked like clear claw marks going down the back of this car." I'm trying to find pictures of this shit, dog. Hopefully, there is pictures. I hope so too. Um, there was an, another account with a man named. Tom Brichta, and he was driving down the road in July, August time, and he said that it was extremely foggy. He was coming home from a wedding reception when him and his friends in the car began to smell a real funky smell, which what else does that sound like? Exactly. He claims he started, he saw a hand sticking out towards the road. And... At this time, his buddy also saw the creature, and they described it as a white, gray, with black streaks in it. And it had its hand out as they drove by. The creature clawed down the side of the car. And this one didn't sound or look too convincing to me. But, I I mean, who am I to judge? I wasn't there. I didn't see it. It just sounds a little suspect, if you ask me. Even, I mean... Considering the context is in where all these other people have been having sightings and shit, like you almost have to take it, you know, as it is. Right. Did you did you happen to see if all these accounts happen like within the same timeline? I know you said one was as recent as no. Some of two I mean, I didn't put these in exact order. Yeah, right I mean, on. there are some from like 1936 all the way up to recent. So times. it's an ongoing. Yeah, it's definitely ongoing. It's been happening for quite a long time in the area. They even suspect that it goes way back to the natives. Like the natives in the area have lore about this as well. Um, there was another account, which this one would be fucking creepy. There was a bar manager and she was driving home from work when she noticed something off in the ditch. So she started, you know, she slowed down to see what it was. She could tell that whatever it was, it was large and it was kneeling down, not sitting, but kneeling. Hey, hollow cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin 
Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And that it was holding something to its mouth. As she got closer, she could clearly see that it was the werewolf-like creature and it was eating what she assumed was some type of roadkill. And as, as anyone could imagine, she took off before anything could happen. She just, she's like, yep, I'm Shoot out, which out I don't fucking blame her. I would do the same thing. Yep, 100%. But the weird part to this story is so she leaves. She doesn't know what she saw. And she's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to find it. She goes to the local library. Starts looking around, seeing if she can find anything that even remotely matches it. She can't find anything. So she calls that local animal control guy I was telling you about earlier. His name was John Fredrickson. They began to talk about what she had seen. And I guess at this point, John has already had shitloads of accounts of what he may or may not believe is a werewolf. So they start running through it. Running through the local wolves, all that type of shit. And... You know, he's like, well, if it's not from the natural world, maybe it's something more supernatural. And whenever that section of the conversation began, books from the bookshelf behind his desk began to fly off the shelf at him. Oh, that's fucking weird. Right? And he's like, and that is when the conversation ended. We decided not to go any farther. Says, well, I'm good. I don't blame him. It would have freaked me out too. Start getting pelted in the back of the head with books because I'm talking about a supernatural being. Says, no thanks. I'm over it. There was a, and I, I assume this one is one of the ones from quite some time ago because the, the road itself was named after the Bray family. You know, there was shit like five different families who moved in on that road. And they were all the Brays. You know, they farmed the area, blah, blah, blah. There was a Scott Bray. He had an encounter and said that he saw an abnormal sized dog slash wolf in his field. He said it was taller than a German shepherd. It had pointy ears, long gray and black hair with a very muscular build. So as you can see, a lot of these claims are taking the same form. They all have almost a relatively generalized description of it. You know, it's very large, the pointed ears, German shepherd slash wolf face, blacks, black with gray hair, and that is very muscular. So a lot of these people are ticking off the same check marks as the one before them or the one after them. Were there multiple accounts of them uh, of it being gray in color like that one uh i believe so so it's a good possibility that it's the same right being they're seeing over and over again now there's another one in the in the same time frame that scott bray had his encounter there was a man not far from there his name was russell and he spotted a creature just like it and it was right around the time scott had his encounter russell said He saw a large animal on two legs. Then it dropped to all fours in a very aggressive stance. 
And that's when Russell got the fuck out of there. He's like, nope, not dealing with this guy. I love it. Everybody's just like, I'm bouncing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like we were talking about earlier with the, the, the video with the guy getting chased with the, by the cougar. I mean, your first instinct is going to be like, get get the fuck away from this thing. Yeah, 100%. Not dealing with it. No, not at all. And I don't, like I said, I don't blame any of them. There was another report in 91. Robert Bushman and his wife saw the large animal in the middle of the day chasing a deer. They said it was far too large to be a wolf and that it was running too fast to get a super accurate description. So now this beast has the ability to just fucking scat, you know, scat ass and, and move insanely fast. But the weird, the weird part to all this is that in all these encounters, um, you don't have, from what I've been able to find, you don't have encounters where it actually turns bad for the people. It's mostly just, it seems like they're both trying to get the hell away from one another. Exactly. Or, or like, or maybe, maybe the dog man is basically kind of more or less sending a message like, Hey, you don't belong here. You need to get the fuck out of here. This is my spot. There was an account of the beast being able to keep pace with a car going 55 miles an hour for more than a mile. Hell with that. So, you know, that takes me back to what I just said. If this, if this creature is as big as they say it is, can move as agile as they, as they say it is. If it wanted to hurt you, it wouldn't take much for it to be able to get to you. Because if it can run 55 miles an hour, you ain't running away from it. Hell there ain't no. no way. But I don't know, man. Then you have other accounts where it actually attacks the cars. Yeah, but it still could be more or less a scare tactic. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because until I have evidence, or at least a story of <laughs> someone saying... Or a body. <laughs> of someone saying that it attacked them, I mean... And then who's, but I don't know, with that Native American story I'm going to share in just a little bit, it really makes you fucking question things. It's fucking weird, man. Um, But there was a man, his story and his name is Ricky Sanchez, and he lives about 100 miles north of Bray Road. He said that in 2017 he had an encounter with the beast one night. He noticed it was it and wasn't sure what it was. And I guess he was walking towards his car. And when he looked back at it, because I guess he didn't, he must not have paid much attention to it, just thinking that it was an animal because it was dark out and all I could see was a silhouette. But he noticed that whenever he turned his back to it, that the creature moved closer. It started coming in. So it kind of made him curious. And as he sat there and watched, he's like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm going to walk towards it. He started to walk towards it. And it began to back up. He still didn't really have an idea what it was. But then it stood up. Because I guess it was on all fours. But then it stood up on its back legs. And that wasn't so inviting. So he then got his animals from outside. Took them in the house. Got the food and water for him. Took them in the house. And when he went back out to try and see the creature again. it was It was no longer there. But this isn't where his story stops. He started to notice more and more activity around his property. He would notice strange shapes moving around and odd glowing eyes in the dark. And then to boot, his neighbor started having 
his own encounters with the beast. His neighbor took the trash out late one night because his neighbor would get up at about two in the morning to go to work. So he loads his trash in the back of his truck, drives down, takes it out, sets it out, and he he starts hearing stuff back towards his truck. Turns around, and he sees a very large wolf-like creature pacing back and forth in front of his truck. And this this leads me to the, the example again about it not necessarily wanting to hurt people because he was able to make it back to his truck and get out of there, took off. And with the, the, you know, Ricky and his neighbor later on one night they were having a bonfire and you know, they, they were out there for a couple hours. I guess the mosquitoes were getting bad and they're like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's go to bed. You know, I'm done with this. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. They put the fire out. And as soon as they put the fire out, they could see right across the, the way the dog man uh, squatting down and and they, like it's been watching them. Just sat there and watched them. And he said that it was in that crouching position. It wasn't sitting down. It wasn't on all fours. It was crouching like a human would. That's creepy. It is creepy. There's something also to be said about how bizarre things that are supposed to be on four legs look when they like... The unnaturality, that's probably not a word, but I just created it. It is. Of something that's supposed to be on four legs walking on two legs. Oh, yeah. Just just even thinking about it is creepy. I was looking up Beast of Bray Road photos, and this is one that keeps popping up. It looks like a dog. It looks like a dog walking on, two, on, yeah. its, on its hind legs crossing the street. It's bizarre. But I remember hearing a story of this hunter. I'm always browsing reddit threads of hunters that have bizarre experiences and this guy talked about deer hunting one day and he had a small buck that came out into the field and it raised up on its back two legs and walked across the field oh fuck that that's that's weird that's weird but see that that could be tied into what this native american man says later on that's all it's fucking strange it's strange um there was another story from a local farmer, and he started to notice animals on his property that had been mutilated. So, goddamn Satanist colts. This is in more modern time. He's got trail cameras, so he sets up trail cameras. Got him. And he doesn't get much, but then he started getting pictures of weird objects flying in the sky. So he legitimately has UFO pictures now. And like I said, or I may not have said, but I'm going to say it right now. These pictures were taken in the broad daylight. So you can clearly see them. There's no getting around it. He also has a picture of two red lights, which he claims is the beast's eyes. Is it or isn't it? I don't know. I can't verify, but it is weird. Probably fucking moth, man. So the dude uh, gets a little clever. He's driving down the road, sees a small deer that had been hit by a car. Picks it up, goes in the back of his truck, takes it out to where one of his trail cameras is. Baits this sumbitch. Yep, baits it. Knew it. Goes on his way, then he comes back, deer's gone. And he's like, shit, I got you. Got you, son. So he starts going through the pictures. And it has the pictures in the documentary. 
He's watching it. And then all of a sudden, this fog starts rolling in. And mind you, like earlier, it's broad daylight when these pictures are being taken. The fog rolls in. You can see a little bit of the deer. The fog rolls in. Then the fog rolls out. And there's no more deer. The deer's gone. Interdimensional. Dude, super fucking strange. So he goes out to the, the location and starts looking for tracks. He does find large canine tracks, and they tried to follow him, but eventually the tracks ended up crossing a road, and they were they were unable to find them again on the other side of the road. Um, there was another account that I found that involved a group of teenagers, and they came across a pack of these things drinking water from a stream. But instead of drinking like dogs would, which is lapping up water, these things were knelt down or squatted, and they were actually cupping the water with their hands and bringing it to their mouth like a human would. And I guess that scared the fuck out of them, and they all took That'd off. That would be weird. But I w- like it's weird to me. It, do these things morph? Because the one account, it's le- clearly leaving canine tracks. Yeah. But in another account, it's got human hands, and it's using that to... I guess one of the, the major descriptions is that the front set has opposable thumbs. like the I guess what you would call paws. It's got more of opposable thumbs than what That's the hind weird. set would have. Which would you know get, lead it a little bit more on the humanoid side of things. Because the, like the description of it, it's got... Like the lower half is very canine. It's got the dogs just like a dog would. But as it tapers up, you have the like the chest that tapers down to the pelvis area, the muscular build, and then it kind of like the arms and the I guess the hands, if you will, are humanoid ish, and then it tapers back more to the canine when it gets to the head. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. There was another one that was a pretty cool story. There was a a park ranger that got a call that there was a dead deer along a hiking trail. So he went and decided to try to pick the deer up, you know, remove it so the hikers didn't have to, to walk past it anymore. So he loads it in the back of his truck, and be, before he could take off, he felt his truck rock, and he looked in the rearview mirror, and there was a large wolf-like creature trying to lift the deer out of the bed. I've heard that story before. I think. And then the ranger just shagged ass. He's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> This truck's a rockin', the werewolf is stealing your meat. <laughs> but those two last stories, I found those on the hedgehog, or no, the cloaked hedgehog.wordpress.com. Now, here is the Native American story. And it's fucking cool. Hell yeah. All right, and I, like I said, I'm reading this verbatim because it's just too, too fucking good not to. But I guess there was somebody put a post on Facebook or something. This this particular website decided to post on theirs, and it goes as follows: As some of you may know, I was out doing some bush camping on the weekend, as I was in southern Ontario and quite near an Indian reservation and needed to fuel up. I stopped on the way home at a native-owned gas bar. I've known the owner and operator of the gas bar for a few years now. 
He knows I'm an outdoors person and about some of them, and he knows about some of my adventures. He jokes sometimes that I should have been a native. So as I trust him and he had time, I told him about the podcast I did on Dogman Encounters. He got a little animated and asked if I could hang around for a while, so I did. His shift ended and he asked me to his home for coffee, so I accompanied him to his home. When we got there, he introduced me to his father. His father is about 70 years old. He has a weathered-looking, strongly native face and a typically Mohawk native mannerism about him. I was asked to tell my story, so we sat on the porch, drank strong black coffee brewed with wild chicory, and I told him of my encounter. The old man sat listening silently, nodding on occasion, but saying nothing. After my story had been told, he sat in silence for a long moment, then got up and went to the house, returning several minutes later with some homegrown tobacco and a small smooth stone with a wolf figure on it and some sweet grass. Then he sat and started talking. The talk lasted about two hours. He told me of the Wendigo first. Wendigo is a native spirit creature, cannibalistic, and also a trickster. They talked about wolf people. He told me that when one enters the wilds, they should do it with respect for everything around them. You should not enter the bush thinking you know everything. You should never challenge nature because nature cannot be challenged. Wolf people show themselves to people in two ways. The watcher. The watcher is the first way. When one sees a watcher, watcher, they can expect to feel scrutinized and a sense of unease. If a watcher interacts with you, it may be a trickster. Items may go missing from your camp. It may spring out at you, scare you, or follow you. He gave me the stone, tobacco, and sweetgrass. Then we walked into the woods behind his home. He instructed me to roll the tobacco between, tobacco between my fingers, then lay it on the ground. I did so. He told me to light the sweet grass aflame, so I did. We let it smolder, waving it to the north, then south, east, and west, saying nothing at all. The stone he gave me stayed in my pocket. He told me to keep it. He said the watcher will not hurt you unless you try to hurt it. We went back to the porch, sat a bit more. He said if you are angry, vengeful, or have ill intentions, you may meet the other kind. If you do something contrary to nature, you may attract it. He told me of times angry people have disappeared, never seen again. He concluded the conversation telling me that if you enter the wilds with respect, you will return home with a sense of peace. But if you enter with ill intentions, anger, or without respect for nature, you may not return at all. I've always loved nature. I've always been awed by its ma- maj- majesty, majesty, whatever. The night I had my encounter, Jody was upset that we had been run off by the policeman back in town. He was angry and hostile about the situation. It went for him. It all comes together in my mind now. I've never seen a dogman since. If I do see one, it will probably be a watcher because I love and respect nature and it soothes me. Guys, when you go out into our our beautiful wilderness, do it at peace. Peace with yourself and everything around you. Fear and anger brings bad things to you. 
That's pretty wild. That was a fucking cool story, I just, man. I just sat back and listened to it. Dude, like what the natives, like I, I would love to be able to sit down with native people like this because that, that story alone, like I read that and I am fucking fascinated by it. Like it resonates so hard. That it's just it's it's crazy for me. I don't know why. Like, and I just picture that old man, like he's telling you that, and he is dead fucking serious. Yeah, like it is. The There's gospel. no joke. Yeah, it's a gospel for him. I wish, I just, I wish it went into more detail. Like, the Wendigo and the Wolf People are two different species altogether. Right. right? But they do kind according of, to the native. They do kind of interact the same way right. being tricksters and shit that is i mean that but i mean like you were just saying about the deer staying on hind lanes walking walking across like what if that was the trickster yeah what if that was something just trying to freak you the fuck out yeah just to get the hell out of there <laughs> like it makes you question things and then like we've how many stories have we fucking had or I've heard about where people go into the wilderness and they don't fucking come back and there's no goddamn sign about them, like missing 401 and all yeah, that other that's nonsense. Just, that's just straight disappearance. Like, right. And he's, you know, the the 70-year-old the Indian guy's like, hey, you go in here acting a fool, you might just disappear, <laughs> gone, without a trace. Get pulled into an alternate dimension. And that's, that's coming, coming from a 70-year-old Native American. Like that, for like I said, that resonates with me. Yeah, that's wild. It's crazy. Um, there were a few more accounts that I found that I'll go through real quick before I shut this down. Um, I found this on thoughtcatalog.com. I'm also going to read this verbatim because they were pretty good. 2016 in Texas, a firsthand account involving a couple. They were on the porch smoking at about 1 in the morning. They noticed something creeping through the grass about 30 feet away. They said it was only about a foot and a half tall, but it was very, or it was every bit of seven to 10 feet long. It had its body almost pressed completely to the ground. They said it was looking at them like it was stalking them. So they grabbed their shit and ran. Now I'm assuming they ran inside and started to watch outside for it. Or maybe I don't really know. Anyways, they said that the creature was making its way toward a medium-sized tree. The strange thing is, is that once it got to the tree, they didn't see it past the tree. So their question was, you know, because they couldn't hear footsteps anymore, and they were just completely unsure of where it went. Did it climb the tree? Did it stand upright to wait and watch them? Or as Steve is a big fan of, did it cross? The veil is thin, dog. Right. Man, <laughs> crack myself up there. And then this is the last one that I found. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, this guy goes on to say, it was a warm summer night and I was having a sleepover with one of my friends. We had, we had all the lights off and we were playing hide and seek in the dark. I went back into our sunroom and saw something crouched over and it was illuminated through the bush and the orange street light. I'm not sure how to describe its body posture. You know how when you're about to throw up and you hunch over on your knees and palms? It was similar to that. Its breaths were so deep and heavy that you could see its chest heaving from that distance. 
we had a 140-pound Akita who stood six feet on its, on its hind legs. It's a big puppy. I could easily tell that whatever this was dwarfed my Akita. I also know that it wasn't any type of dog or wolf. Its hind legs were thick and muscular like a man's, but its body tapered at the abdomen and head like a wolf or canine. I called out to my friend, who came over and just said, What the fuck is that to me? Trying not to make much noise. We sat there as it was hunched for a good 30 minutes. My dad, who was a hard-ass Vietnam vet, came out to see what the hell we were doing up so late. We asked, what is it? And he, he just said, I don't know. He then went outside as we stayed in. Scared for my dad, he had one of those old mega lights that had the power of a thousand candles. And he took it with him. He stood in the driveway and shined it onto whatever we were watching. It looked back at us, and I honestly don't remember its eye color. What I do remember is that when it took off into the bu- into the brush, it took off upright, like a sprinter from the on-all-fours stance. My dad heard it splash through the creek and hightailed it in. It was one of those fucked-up moments you don't really think about because people with or people will think that you're crazy. When I heard about it so many years later, I immediately knew I'd seen it too. And that was that was the last story I found. Currently on on this little dog man encounter we've gone down, but overall, some of these encounters are pretty fucking crazy. It makes it makes me wonder. Like, say say they're not all are brain's defense for like interdimensional beings so many of these bipedal cryptids are so similar it makes me wonder if they're like all from the same uh like bloodline so to speak yeah like the same family tree you have you have dogmen you have goatmen you have Sasquatch and Bigfoot, and they're all ex and there I mean there's even more than that if you want to go into yeah. it you mean you could get into the to the Wendigo and uh, all all of that stuff as well, but they're all exceptionally similar if you like just break that da- break it down. Yeah, and the way they terms. act. Yeah, you know their their attributes. I mean, even in even in Bigfoot. I mean, there how many different versions of Bigfoot is there? Yeah are are they are they just similar beings of the same family? Oh, I you know I believe I mean? it. I believe that at the very least they're. <laughs> like cousins of each other or adaptations where they've evolved for whatever particular reason. Yeah. Like, like the accounts of the, the beast of Bray road or the dogmen or whatever, just sound like a Sasquatch with the, with a dog head. Right. You know? I mean, and the, the, the public monster or the goat man just sound like a Sasquatch that had grown horns. Or, right. They're so there's, it just makes me wonder if people are seeing, the same type of species, but it's just regionally different, or if these are all different species altogether. I feel My like brain was wandering there. I feel like that they all most likely have a commonality about them. Like there's there's got to be a core factor that links them together because, like you were saying, there's too many similarities for it to be, at least in my opinion, you know, completely and utterly different creatures across the board unless they all possess this type of uh 
ability to jump in and out of dimensions. And I mean, I guess if you ran that road, then yeah, maybe possibly they are all different creatures just from different dimensions. Maybe they change base aspect. Change based on their geographical location, you know? It's possible. Humans do. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, because, I mean, you fuck, you look at Bigfoot and then Yeti. Yeah. Essentially the exact same thing. They just live in different environments, so they are different. A little bit different. Yeah. Weird. Dope, dope episode, dog. Pretty interesting. I wish I could have found more core evidence on the actual Beast of Bray Road girth, but... I found a lot of encounters, which encounters are pretty fun. That's a cryptid I never uh, dug deep into. Dude, I think... For some reason, whenever I heard the Beast of Bray Road, in my brain, I thought it was a big cat. Really? Yeah, so I'm just like, all right, oh, weird, weird <laughs> big cat. No, but I, but I think if I can do it, I would like to revisit Dogman again because there's a lot more information on him out there. It's hard to find. But apparently, there's two different types of fucking dogmen, and it goes it goes oh, yeah, way deep. That could deep. be one of it. It goes way deep. See, I was getting the Beast of Bray Road confused with the Beast of Bodmin Moor, which is just a giant black cat, a panther essentially, where it's yeah. not supposed to be. So I'm like, oh, it's just a panther. That's not that big of a deal. Not nope. gonna look into it. Instead, I was missing out on fucking werewolves. Yeah, werewolves. Another werewolf encounter. Dope. Yeah, dog dogmen would be. That'd be a rabbit hole. We would probably spend a lot. Of time. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of hidden information. I found some shit on Reddit that I've saved and contacted people about an experience guy had and shit. And That'd be pretty like I said, there's two different so. types and they act different. And like I said, there's a whole the whole Indian lore you could you could dive down. Yeah. Uh, all now types was of shit. was it? Uh, a non-native that said that there's two different types of dogmen. Or are you going off that? What that na- that native guy said? Uh, no, 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 no. I found elsewhere that there's possibly two different types. Do they of... feed into what he was saying as well? Like, do they I... break down into the same? Like, oh, a trickster, and then like a watcher. Um, not from what I've found. I mean, I I don't know for sure because people will generalize things. They'll explain things differently yeah. than what this old man did. Right on. But I do appreciate his take on it like i don't know i don't it was special to me I yeah i was just i was just curious if there was correlations <laughs> like between his two the way he broke them down into two groups and right the, way the other information you found broke them down into two groups but but i mean and there's also been how many stories have we heard about uh you need to respect nature when you go out into it yeah 100%. There's a lot of those fucking stories man nature is going to be around a long time after he fuck yeah I love how look he's at like, a, look nature at a, can't be challenged. Yeah, look at look at Chernobyl or shit, you know, where, where humans were run out. Humans did themselves in, and they cannot live there anymore. Nature's like, Watch we, this, we got bitch. this. We got this. Yep. We'll take her back. It'll, it'll take a little bit, but we're going to get her back. Yeah, and they got mutant wolves up there now and shit. Yeah, well, that's how you get fucking dogmen. Probably. <laughs> Probably. So... We are going to wrap it up there. Uh, Thanks for tuning in with us. Tell all your weird friends about us. Let's keep the Apollo Sky moving forward. Uh, Check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Come and hang out with us. Send us your scary stuff. You know the deal. And until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and respect nature so you don't go missing. 
see you next week.